You are listening to the Promoted to Management show with me, Genevieve Bird. Every week, I'm going to be talking with you about how to build and lead the high-performing team of your dreams and create the life balance you desire. You can do this, and I'm so excited to show you how. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the show. Today, I'm going to be talking about hiring and working with contractors. So if you've never hired a contractor before, or if you have and you're skeptical because they didn't work out, this episode is for you. The first thing you need to know is that there are a few advantages to working with contractors. They're easier to find and you can hire and onboard them a lot more quickly than you can W-2 employees. Another advantage is that there's no strings attached. So if it doesn't work out, there's not a ton of paperwork and exit interviews to go through. And another advantage is that you get this unique opportunity to get a feel for how they fit with and add value to your team and the company. Now, if you decide to hire contractors for your team, it's important to know that there's actually two types of contractors and you need to know which kind you want to hire. The first type of contractor, which you've probably heard of, is a freelancer. This is someone who normally charges an hourly rate and they want to feel like part of the team. They want to be included in meetings and emails, and they want to be on messaging tools you use like Slack or Skype. But there's another type of contractor you may not know about. And this is someone who considers him or herself a business owner. And these contractors normally work on a monthly retainer. They really don't have an interest in feeling like part of the team. They essentially only want to meet with you maybe once or twice a month for updates. But other than that, they want to go and do the service that you've hired them for, and they don't want to be responsible for any other communications or collaboration. Now, I'm not saying you have to hire one or the other type. I'm just saying that you need to know and decide before you go out hiring what you're looking for. And if you're thinking, well, how do I know which type of contractor someone is before wasting time in an interview, only to find out they're not the type that I'm even looking for? Good question. Here's the trick I use, and it almost always works. So if you are looking at their profile or you know a resume, Oftentimes, if they have a service-based business, they'll refer to themselves as a CEO or a founder, and they'll typically have a website listed. Now, if you plan to hire only contractors who run service-based businesses, I wanna stop you right there. You may think it's gonna save you money because you don't have to pay them the extra hours to show up to team meetings and send instant messages to other team members, but when you take this approach, You're creating a work environment where everyone is working in silos. And if you want a high-performing team, you absolutely have to have an environment where there's deeper relationships and collaboration. What I've seen work the best is where there's a mixture of W-2 employees and freelancers, and then maybe just one person, if absolutely needed, that's on a monthly retainer. And one example that I'll give you is hiring someone to manage your paid ads if you um, run a marketing team. You know, in this case, it may not make sense to hire an hourly team member because they don't really need to collaborate with other team members. They need to meet with you, you know, um, a couple of times a month to talk about updates and talk about changes to the ads and things like that. But other than that, they don't really need to talk to anyone else. But on the flip side, let's say you need to hire a graphic designer. So I've seen a lot of managers make the mistake of hiring random contractors when they need something designed. But it never turns out well because 
when you have a role like that, let's say a graphic designer, you need someone who is in the brand all the time to really put out great work. So you can see where I'm going with this. The important takeaway here is that you need to make the decision before you go out searching. You know, it's gonna save you a lot of time if you ask the question upfront of how they like to work. And if you're wondering where the best place to find freelancers is, I would suggest either Upwork or LinkedIn. Now Upwork, if you haven't heard of it, it's really great because there's no paperwork involved and both parties are protected in terms of payments. You can literally sign up and create a job post in less than 10 minutes. Freelancers will submit their proposals to you or you can directly search for candidates and ask them to apply. It's really easy. And another way is on LinkedIn. So if you type in the search bar, you know, freelance graphic designer or whatever position you're looking for, there's a ton of candidates you can reach out to to see if they're available. Now this route does involve a little bit more work because the process is more manual and you're gonna have to create the contract yourself. But you really can't go wrong with either route. I mean, I've seen both work really well. And I do wanna make one final very important note here. If you hire a freelancer to be part of the team, you need to make sure that you treat them as part of the team. It doesn't matter if they're working five hours a week or 15 or 40. Invite them to the team meetings and to your Slack channel. Give them a seat in your project management tool. Quick story behind that. I recently worked with a CEO who was hiring all sorts of contractors at random, okay? Crazy high rates, might I add, but he wasn't even treating them as part of the team. So there was this huge gap in communication and all sorts of confusion for everybody involved. The contractors weren't being kept in the loop, so they didn't know who they needed to go to, you know, when they needed something. And then they were only communicating through email because they weren't added to, you know, Slack, for example. And that just added another layer of communication barrier. So the bottom line is it was a huge mess. Don't make that mistake. Now, I'm gonna leave you with a two-part challenge for this next week, okay? Part number one, if you are thinking about hiring a contractor or a few of them for your team and you've never used Upwork before, check out the episode show notes. I've got a link in there to a simple step-by-step -step article on how to post a job on Upwork. Part number two, if you currently have any contractors on your team that consider themselves freelancers, not business owners, and you aren't treating them as part of the team, it's time to change that. So this week, make sure they're introduced to the team. Make sure they're on the calendar invites for the team meetings. Make sure they have a seat in your messaging tool that's you know Slack or Skype or Microsoft Teams or whatever tool you use. And make sure they're in your project management tool. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And if you've gotten all the way to the end, why not share with someone else you think would find it valuable? I will see you on the next episode. Until then, happy managing. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you want more help and support, then head over to GenevieveBird.com to check out more content and ways we can work together. And I will see you next week for another episode of the Promoted to Management Show.